0: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2023. As always, as is our custom now, we begin our week with Alistair Crook. Alistair, welcome here. Alistair is coming to us from the capital of Russia, a snowy, bitter cold Moscow. But uh, welcome here, uh, my friend. Uh, Is Bibi Netanyahu taking Israel into Armageddon?
1: uh it seems that he's going to try to do that yes and it seems too quite importantly that he has the public support for this uh, there was an important um poll um that was taken i think last friday and the poll showed that 90% uh, of israelis are uh, favor the complete annihilation of, of hamas whatever it takes uh, and uh, there is a bit of a division between whether hostages should be important or or the crushing of Hamas be more important, but that's all universal. And the director of this institute who'd finished the polling said, L- look at the polling, nothing has changed. Uh, uh, Israelis, in fact, overwhelmingly want to see the annihilation of Ga- uh, of Hamas in Gaza and that there's no support for a ceasefire, no support for even a political process. It's really hardline position coming out of the, 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 the polling, and that's confirmed by military correspondents in the mainstream I- Israeli news who say exactly the same thing. The public is strongly behind that. It doesn't mean that the public is strongly behind Netanyahu, but they're strongly behind the cabinet and the government's intent in this way. And Netanyahu is still there. And although there's a, a talk, much talk in Washington about, you know, if only, you know, he could be disposed of and it would move, but that's to ignore the reality of public opinion. And what is so interesting, really, I mean, quite ominous, is that the military correspondence in uh, Israel are saying that that mood is hardening uh, about Hamas, hardening against uh, uh, Gaza, and that it's not changing at all. So that even if Netanyahu is disposed of or or falls, it doesn't mean that this is over because the cabinet is still um, uh, all at one, unified in his policies, and it is also leading them in many respects, some of the cabinet. There are differences, of course. There are right. nuances, but they're leading it in some respects.
0: Right, we're, well, we're talking about polls, and often there's not much room for nuance, but I have to uh, uh, drill down on this with you. Is the Are the Israeli people overwhelmingly in favor of the eradication of just Hamas, or the eradication and removal of the
1: Palestinian people from Gaza? Um, The polls indicate it's the latter. Uh, The polls were really quite strong on saying uh, that people are becoming more emotionally, every day, getting more emotionally um, attached to these films that they've seen of the events of October the 7th. Apparently, Israelis are watching them time and time again and getting more emotionally involved in it. And they're saying um, very clearly that, you know, we cannot, there will be no stability in Israel until the whole of the Hamas um, sentiment, the whole of Hamas in its entirety is removed from Gaza, which effectively means um, removing all of its social base, all of its political support.
0: Uh, I'm in um, New Jersey in the U.S. where the sun has just come up. You're in uh, Moscow where it's late in the afternoon. Uh, Do you have any reports about what fighting has gone on uh, in Gaza today, Monday, December 4th?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, And um, uh, very much as we'd all talked about and expected, Um, When the ceasefire ended um, after a few days, it was actually getting to the point of diminishing returns, I think, for both Israel and for Hamas. It often happens like that with a timeout. You know, the psychological point has been made, the victory is being claimed, and then, you know, another few days of ceasefire with no political uh, end to it uh, have diminishing returns. But what we've returned to is a major escalation um, across um, the region uh, against it and heavy losses in Gaza. The Israelis have been attacking um, parts of the north and they've attacked the south, and there have been heavy casualties hundreds, some are even suggesting. And I mean, you know, not some, but the, it's, it's said from reason, reasonable reports that it, it's approaching a thousand Palestinians killed in these um, attacks. They've been using big bombs of uh, new sorts, taking down entire, you know, uh, high-rise apartment blocks in, in this part of um, uh, Gaza. And at the same time, we've seen increase uh, um, of attacks by Hamas on the Israelis. 60 Israelis have died in an ambush. I'm not sure that it's exactly 60, but it's certainly round about 60. It's reported in the Israeli press that it's 60. Is that, that, a, died significant, in an
0: is that a significant number, Alistair? 60 yeah. Israeli soldiers killed in an ambush?
1: In one, in one incident, yes. 60 mm. is quite big for one incident. They put bombs all around and they then the Israelis walked into it, and then they finished them off with um, automatic rifle fire. But there have been others. The Israelis have been killed in tunnels. They've laid uh, traps, taken them into tunnels, and then collapsed the tunnels on them. And uh, in the north, there's been heavy fighting between, uh, certainly yesterday, I can't tell you where it is exactly at the moment, but certainly yesterday, heavy, heavy fighting uh, on the northern border. Uh, and we've seen a really new d- departure um, with the attacks on vessels. Two vessels have been attacked um, by the Houthis, um, owned or partially owned by Israel, um, with um, cruise missiles. Uh, and one, one is struck. I don't know how, um, how much damage. The other is struck and is apparently in danger of sinking, a tanker going in. Of course this is going to have a huge effect and the babal mandem Strait is effectively being closed by the houthis this has a huge impact on traffic uh, through the Suez, and already ships are having to are refusing to go through the through the passage anymore so we're, it's going to have a big economic effect
0: we're uh, receiving reports of uh, drones um sent to attack american ships and the american ships uh shot them down so a couple of questions one who sent drones at american ships if you know and two where are these ships i assume eastern um uh mediterranean and have any uh american personnel been injured or killed
1: um uh yes the answers to those questions basically are the 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 drones were from yemen from um, uh but they were separate. They were in addition to the cruise missiles that, that struck the two ships. And Ansahallah, uh, uh, the Houthis, have equally said very clearly uh, that they are going to continue to attack any shipping that um, is Israeli-owned that passes through the Mandab Straits. And so it's having a big effect on shipping rates and on insurance already. Now, as far as I know, no no Americans were involved in this. No American casualties. I don't know the exact composition of the crews, um, but they're likely to be non-Americans. Uh, and I don't know if the if the tanker is going to sink or if it can be uh, salvaged. But the psychological impact. I mean, suddenly there is really you know, a sense of, you know, war in the Red Sea against Israel and against Western shipping, effectively, as well as, if you like, all these other fronts um, heating up. Iraq was uh, very hot yesterday. Attacks on the Ain al-Assad base uh, in um, Iraq, the America, big American base. You'll remember it from the Iraq war that Mm -hmm. has been attacked and there have been other attacks elsewhere. So predictably enough, we've got this escalation. And I think it's going to put a huge pressure on Biden because we've we've gone past the point, really, I suspect, um, where we just had Netanyahu in the cabinet, if you like, not listening to Biden and sort of just ignoring him. I mean, this is now open confrontation with um, the White House. They are completely at odds about Gaza, where to go, what to do about Gaza in the future. Uh, And the war is getting hotter and hotter um, and likely to get wider and deeper. I want you to hold the thought about any
0: dispute between uh, the Americans and the Israeli cabinet, because I want to get back to what you were saying about attacks on American personnel here's a clip from secretary austin number six chris tell me if a statement like this which we're about to watch uh does more harm than good man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time
1: That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We will not tolerate attacks on American personnel. And so these attacks must stop. And until they do, we will do what we need to do to protect our troops and to impose costs on those who attack them.
0: Does that invite more attacks from terrorist groups?
1: Yes, it it does. Yeah, Yeah, yes, it does. And, you know, because, I mean, you know, I know it's hard for some, for people to understand, but really the the sense of American deterrence in the region is, is not, that credible anymore? I mean, even I, when I look at the, you know, the carriers going up the Mediterranean, they they have a, you know, an extraordinary nineteen fifties look to them. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, there's not it's not really today's modern sort of asymmetric mm. warfare that mm. we're talking about. And yeah. you know, and and look what's happening in Bab Al Mandab. You know, one missile and you know the tanker limps off and and is finished you know one missile you know correctly placed into these um you know deterrent fortresses off the mediterranean um really will probably send them off limping for repairs somewhere but i i it's not that so much is um that every time they keep saying this that they're going to do something the question is, what are they going to do? They've only really got two choices: either uh, the United States has got to go in big, and I'm talking about Iraq, Syria, something like that. But how? From what base? From what logistics? Um, where are the logistics going to come from? So these are great. Are
0: these are great questions. And and here's uh, Leon Panetta, who is a former oh. director of the Central Intelligence Agency and former. Secretary of Defense arguing that the US should go in and should go in big and be aggressive. Take a listen.
1: Do you think to date that our response has been too soft? I think I think it's been a little bit too selective. I mean, we hit some ammo dumps. We hit some other targets. I want to go after those who are firing missiles at our troops and make sure they understand that when they fire a missile, they're going to die.
0: And what are our troops doing in Iraq, Secretary Panetta? All right. We've been, uh, we've been through that before. You wrote uh, over the weekend in a very compelling piece, and I don't know how you know this, but I accept what you say, that Secretary Blinken whispered into the ear of Israeli Defense Minister Gallant, you only have a few
1: weeks. What did he mean? he meant that he didn't believe it would be sustainable for israel to go on with what it is doing to gaza beyond a few weeks because the whole world is turning against it it's losing support and it will lose support in the united states too and it was, it came from israeli it came from israeli quoted sources about gallant and his discussion with um, um uh, uh <clears throat> with Blinken though it was uh, an open openly sourced report wow. uh saying that so, and uh, so you know that is I mean uh I think the White House is you know projecting it to being about you know wider loss of support actually what they're worried about is wider loss of support in the United States right. and particularly for Biden as he comes into the election year
0: so uh, antiwar.com reports uh, this morning from a variety of sources that the us has shipped 15,000 pounds uh, of bombs to the israelis uh, since uh, october 8 isn't this ridiculous isn't anthony blinken saying here's all the weapons y- 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 you want but don't use them
1: Of course. And and this is why I say it's moving from, you know, it was always, uh, the elastic was overstretched, shall we say, in credibility terms. When, you know, uh, Biden said, well, I've got assurances that, you know, they're going to be so careful when they go and bomb South I mean, and because we can all hear that, I I mean, that, uh, uh, in fact, Netanyahu is saying the opposite, you know, let's thin out Gaza. And I think that uh, yes, it's lost all credibility and it is becoming a liability for Biden and the team uh, facing the upcoming elections and his support is fading very strong. You know this better than me, but amongst the youngs, amongst the millennials, I mean, yes. you know, these, these platforms and TikTok are having a huge influence and changing the view of, of the younger generation, 18 to 35, are not with the president on this um on on the position he's taken with israel well that's worrying for the democratic people in the future
0: yes and of course as you know the conversations amongst democrats about what to do uh with president biden uh, which were all sub rosa have begun to bubble up toward the uh, surface uh provoked by his ambivalence on uh, Gaza and Israel, sending all these bombs but telling them uh, not to use them, Uh, his public faux pas, which continue over and over and over again, and a Democratic uh, fear that if Donald Trump is the nominee, uh, the Republicans will control both houses uh, of Congress and there'll be no stopping Trump. So the Democrats are, are openly uh, discussing all this as I was preparing um, my notes last night, which meant reading your essays, uh, up popped a piece on the Washington Post uh, on my uh, computer screen, and it said, Who will run Gaza after the war? <laughs> will there be a Gaza after the war, Alistair?
1: Well, let me just say that the, the resistance, the Hamas, the Hezbollah um, response to this is to say very plainly, listen, sykes Pico is over. It's not going to be for the West to decide how Gaza is run, who runs the, the, the area. Um, we are going to decide the future of Gaza. So forget it, all this talk about, you know, military intervention, uh, uh, a NATO force. It's not going to happen. We are now. I don't know what will be the outcome of this war. No one does. Right. But I just wanted to say it because you know Hamas remains very confident. They've got the main uh, uh, force is going to be engaged very fairly soon. Uh, I I think that we don't know what will be. But as this, the other aspect of it is that as this conflict widens and deepens, um, it's going to draw all forces from Gaza, it's already drawing all forces um, away from Gaza uh, towards the north and other areas. There's a great concern that um, the Radwan forces of Hezbollah could could um, enter um, Israel and enter the Galilee in, in numbers. Um, and what would happen then so the the there's uh you know the that's their reaction you know forget sykes pico drawing lines on the map and deciding what will happen to gaza and what's going to happen to west Bank this is now a civilizational struggle between Palestinians if you like but also from really um, the islamic civilization as a whole now both nationalist and to a certain extent sort of popular Islamist against the Hebraic civilization of of greater Israel. Uh, And it's going to be uh, probably a long and unpleasant war uh, uh, ahead. But that, in their view, is likely to settle the question of whether there's a Gaza and what part the Gaza will play and for whom will be in charge. Now, I'm not saying that they're right. The, the Hamas and what they're saying. But I think it's important for for your viewers and listeners to understand, you know, that the what you hear, that they're sort of shaking in their shoes and they're worried and they're, um, you know, feeling the pressure on them. is just totally untrue. This is not, I mean, from all the range of sources that we get, um, this is not what they're saying. They're saying, you know, as I say, forget it to the West. We're going to decide the future of this region.
0: King um, Hussein of Jordan has been a public supporter of Israel. Has he had enough of this? Is he about to turn on them, either verbally or or in some other way?
1: I, it's, uh, I don't think that this is something that he has much, con, uh, much say in. I mean, the position in Jordan is very, very delicate, and... Uh, I think he's doing what he thinks is the only thing that will save his his kingdom, because it's mostly a Palestinian kingdom, uh, and the Palestinians are really angry. And there, uh, and if he tried to intervene in a way to to see what happens um, in Gaza, it won't be possible. His own people will rise up and depose him and so he's very nervous he's got a terrible position furthermore he's in has the difficult job he is technically the keeper of al-aqsa mosque in jerusalem the one that is regularly attacked by settlers and he is the titular keeper of al-aqsa and that's a heavy responsibility and means that also it makes it l- gives him less room for maneuver because right. he must uphold al aqsa at any cost even if that means going against america going against israel anything without that the whole dynasty uh, fails the hashemite dynasty from iraq to jordan fails because that has been its one purpose in life has been the protection of islam's holy places
0: um Admiral Kirby uh, made the rounds of the uh, Sunday talk shows yesterday, and a lot of it was his sort of Baghdad Bob-like routine, but we picked out a clip that I thought was very interesting in which he is praising the Israelis for safe zones in Gaza, areas in Gaza to which the Gazans can go and in which they can feel, quote, a sense of safety. Not absolute safety, but a sense of safety. Watch this, please. Let's talk about this map that you have referenced, the fact that Israel has said these specific places are safe zones. Obviously, civilians were already told to evacuate from the north. There's a sense that these civilians don't have a place to go. A UNICEF spokesperson tells the Washington Post, quote, there is nowhere to move to. Nowhere is safe in Gaza. What is your response to uh, him and others? Well, we understand the anxiety and the fear there. I mean, not only uh, are there uh, still a lot of civilians in southern Gaza, there are more civilians in southern Gaza because the Israelis accounted for humanitarian corridors to get hundreds of thousands. So we're estimating more than about a million. So that's roughly half the population of Gaza uh, before the war is now internally displaced. That's a lot of people. And so we understand the concerns by the UN and by other non-governmental humanitarian organizations in there. That's why again, we're working with our Israeli counterparts to do everything they can to provide these areas where people can go and feel a sense of safety. And again, they did put some information out in the last uh, 24, 48 hours to articulate those kinds of areas. That's a step in the right direction. And feel a sense of safety, not be safe. This is like a, a used car salesman trying to sell you a piece of junk because it's shiny.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's that safe, I mean, we can start advertising it as a holiday destination. Let's go to Gaza and enjoy a safe, uh, safe place. I Look, I mean, you know, uh, Gazans originally thought that you know, refugee camps would be would be safe, uh, but the calculus in Israel has changed. And whereas before, you know, they tolerate civil civilian deaths of there's a long piece out a, a description of how it's changed. Um, whereas they tolerate sort of a, a, you know deaths of collateral in a family, now it is clear that when it came to Jabalia camp they could tolerate two to 300 collateral deaths in the hope of killing one Hamas target. And so, I mean, what is, what is going to be a safe zone if they suspect there's one Hamas, if they get it right, actually in that area? I mean, you know, then it will be, a 2,000-ton bomb will be dropped on it. So, I mean, I don't think it's possible, even if they desired it, and Israel desired it, I don't think it's going to happen at all. Sadly, there's nothing safe about Gaza. It is a disaster.
0: Alistair Crook, thank you very much. Thanks for taking a time from uh, your trip to Moscow to uh, speak with us. I know you're with a lot of important people and uh, mutual friends, and they're going to enjoy picking your brain as much as I do every uh, Monday morning, as much as, as our viewers and listeners uh, enjoy it as well. Thank you very much, my dear
1: friend. Thanks a lot. Bye. Of course. You. Bye-bye. Bye for now. More as
0: we get it. Uh, Ray McGovern uh, at 2 this afternoon. Larry Johnson at 3 this afternoon. Eastern, also from Moscow. And much more coming up as the week uh, progresses. We're up to 244,000 subscriptions. Our goal, of course, uh, is 250,000 by Christmas, which is three weeks from today. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.